Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and the chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. We are so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Let's do this. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. I don't even have words already. I love the dance, whatever that was. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either, but it was scary because... We, if you could see us right now, we are minus, <laughs> we're minus Joe. We're minus Joe. It is Steph and KB. I was going to say solo, but we're not. We're. Well, yeah. I mean, we're. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe is not. He so sweetly, though, drove out here this morning, set everything up exactly as it needed to be, and then literally FaceTimed us and was like, okay, do you see, see the, the red <laughs> circle? You're going to click on that. <laughs> and then Kristen pushed play. And then I accidentally pushed play. <laughs> Triangle oh, circle. Are they both supposed to be on? The the green one? I have no idea. <laughs> it looks like it's recording, right? Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Fingers crossed. We should be uh, like voice recording this on our phone just in case because we're cutting it close. <laughs> I know, but it's going to be He awesome. said it's recording. It's recording. It's moving. It's along. red. Yeah. And the time is going. Okay, we're good. All right, so it is the end of April. So today we are going to unveil, oh God, thank God the social media detox or whatever the hell we called that digital detox is over. Did I we failed that so hard. It? I mean, are we still going? <laughs> I didn't, don't, I don't we even look. Did really it's too good. convicting to look at what I have to do for the day. I don't even know, but yeah. awesome job. Like putting, like scheduling the post. I was so proud of that. And like, yeah. you did so good, but I couldn't like them because I <laughs> didn't want you to know I was on social media to see the post. So, well, and yeah, they were scheduled out, but then I'm like, Ugh. I would try to put the ones at night if it was like no scrolling, no scrolling past until after four. five. Or, yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. I still think the awareness yeah. was good. Yeah. And setting the limits on my phone and putting the, um, I'm driving. Yeah. That's helpful too. Yeah. Though I have clicked, <laughs> I'm not driving. Or uh, someone will text me back and be like, but you just text but me. Yeah. You get this whole long <laughs> message, but then you're like, okay. Like what? <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually, I'm just still, kidding. I'm at a light. I'm at a, a red light. <laughs> I swear. Okay. It's actually not funny, but I do think I've made improvements. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, and I set the limit for like two hours. And in the beginning I was clicking re. Yeah. Fresh 15 well, minutes. Well, I set mine so for many four times. and I, I don't really have to do that unless like at night I want, I just want to yeah. see something or, you know, then I'm like, give me 15. I know. <laughs> the 15 more. 15. And then yeah. I'm like, it's, but I, it's weird because also say you were on Facebook and you click 15 and then you want to go to your email. You have to click it again. Yeah. So they kind of right. rob you because I'm like, wait, did that just add Does that 15 count? extra? Yeah. Because I could have used the eight minutes that were left <laughs> over that. from this 15 <laughs> minute extender. I love it. And so I missed you. I know. I missed you were you away. Too. We're going to talk about your trip maybe in the next episode, yeah. but uh, you've been gone. I know. And I was going to like post something to you one day on a picture and I didn't know if you were in Idaho or Utah. <laughs> I was in both. <laughs> oh. Technically. <laughs> And I typed it out. I'm like, well, shit, I don't know if that's right. So I, know, I did. So I she? deleted it. But yeah. it looked beautiful. Oh, it yeah. was. It was fun. 
Okay, so today, so we're going to leave the unveiling till the end. Um, we have a guest calling in, so that's double scary because Joe's not here. Mm -hmm. uh, but we think we got this. Yes. And um, oh, we're going to get her on the phone. She's just the best thing ever. You're going to love her. I can't her. wait. Yeah. So our guest today is Marcy Roundtree. She's a speaker, author, and entrepreneur. Marcy is a devoted wife and mother of three, and her heart is on fire for the Lord. She's the founder of My Sister's Keeper, Embracing Diversity, and owns Conversation Pieces by Marcy. She spends her time advocating for youth and women who have been through traumatic and life-altering experiences. She is a lover of people and has a deep passion for outreach. Marcy lives her life inspired, liberated, and on fire. I've always been attracted to Marcy's positive energy, bigger-than-life personality, and mostly her unwavering, unapologetic love for Jesus. Please enjoy our conversation with my friend, Marcy Roundtree. So Marcy, I just wanted to talk to you a little about uh, relationships. Like you've always been just inspiring to me with the way you love your husband. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I thank saw you. I saw on social media at one point you were doing like a 30 days of praying for your husband. And yes. yeah, Steph and I've been talking a lot about relationships lately and things going on in our own. And so I just wanted to have you on here. Awesome. Well, I am glad to join you ladies this afternoon. Um, yes, I do a 30 day uh, challenge of praying for our husbands. I do it at least once a year. Um, and it always hear very good stories, very good outcomes of me doing that. Um, I realize that there are some very specific things that husbands need and mm -hmm. Um, so often we want to fight those battles with our mouth, um, <laughs> or no. attitudes and, uh, try to manipulate the situation by withholding and just things that, you know, try to get them to see things our way or manipulate the, the situation mm -hmm. like we as women do. Right. Yes. And so. Um, the Lord just laid upon my heart that you can win so many of these battles if you learn to pray. Mm -hmm. And it has been so powerful. I have seen God do amazing things through prayer. So, yeah, so that is why I do it. And men fight a lot of battles that we don't understand because most of us are just so you need to hear me. You need to understand yeah. me, right? <laughs> yes. You need to feel me. And so they fight a lot of things that have not even been dealt with even since childhood. Mm -hmm. um, the image of themselves, the way that they have been taught to handle business and women and children um, can sometimes cause conflict with the way that we've been raised or what we have seen or what we know. Um, and that kind of always uh, creates conflict uh, against what we need, too, with us being very needy creatures. Yeah. Right, right. And not wanting to admit that we're needy. Not wanting to. Well, you have some. There's a couple of type of women. You have some that um, they don't want to admit that they're needy. And you have some not um, that don't mind it being known. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I'm needy. needy comes with different faces. Um, 
you may have some women who are very, very needy. And what that looks like is, um, you know, just kind of the whiny kind. And then you have some who, you know, manipulation, who constantly trying to manipulate the situation. They're underneath all of that is neediness, honestly. I think as women, I think as women, we can also, we're, very selfless we give of ourselves a lot but mm-hmm. a lot of times in our marriage we can get kind of selfish mm-hmm. we, we might be talking about we ourselves. might be talking about ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and also well, you well, don't you know go ahead i'm sorry you don't happen to be doing that 30-day challenge in <laughs> <Yeah>. may huh <laughs> Uh, you know what? With both of you in mind, I, it's, it's for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you know, and so, yeah, we do, you know, back to the selfless thing. So we give so much of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And and we expect a great return on what we get. But so often what we are giving so much of may not be what he needs as an individual. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we kind of generalize the way, you know, I know how to be a good woman overall, Mm -hmm. you know, in a general sense. But one thing I pray often is, God, show me how to be honey's wife. Mm, I love that. Show me how to be his wife that suits his needs, that suits him. And then that goes also with different seasons in their lives. Mm -hmm. So what he needed in the season that you all got together, maybe something completely different mm-hmm. in the season that you're in now. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we miss, we miss that. I and think what we're trying to, mm-hmm. I love how you are so specific in your prayer, like teach mm-hmm. me how to be his wife. And I think oftentimes I'm just like, Lord, please wrap your arms around us in our marriage. You know, I don't, I don't have the specific mm-hmm. prayer that I should be praying because we're stubborn. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, just, you know, just help us out, Lord. (laughs) Well, I was just telling Kristen that I, um, we've been through a pretty rough patch the last number of months and I had a conversation with an attorney and then with my husband and, you know, then the next day I got, um, an email from the ladies of my church, the, they do a mentoring, program and I was supposed to do it last year and it didn't work out and then I was supposed to do it again and the ladies couldn't all get together and then they're like oh my gosh it worked out it's perfect and I'm like the day you got to be kidding me and so I was in tears this was literally two weeks ago um and I know that one of the things with me has been kind well now I see very selfish but I I've been like but I'm doing the things and the bible study and the this and the that and the praying and why do I have to pray for him too? And mm-hmm. that's just so, mm-hmm. it's just m- part of me in my stubbornness or part of, I don't know. So this is. Well, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, first of all, the, so many of us think the same way. And I can tell you earlier on in my marriage, I did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, you know, why do I have to pray for him? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, um, what we need to really do is, and I tell wives this quite often, when we are praying for our husband, don't get discouraged if you don't see results right away. Mm-hmm. We actually need to make a covenant with God that I'm in this and I'm going to believe you 
to work through him Mm -hmm. because some some things take time and some things take longer and a lot of times we we get in our groups and we pray and this and that and then we expect to go home and see the man at the door with these flowers (laughs) begging for forgiveness and it just does not happen like that but the wonderful part of it is if we allow God to work in us while he's working on him Mm -hmm. then it kind of just changes everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's really helpful to learn to pray and leave it. Yeah. And and then in the meantime, work on yourself. Um, Because men, you think we're stubborn. Yes, we can be. Men are really stubborn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are, I mean, but it's their defense mechanism a lot of times. Um, They got to figure it out. They're men. Mm -hmm. And so those are perfect opportunities to get to know God on a personal level and watch God blossom him into something so amazing. And when you're not looking for it, is when one day you look up and say, oh, my God. There it is. You see it. Yeah. This is it. Well, and we talk a lot about, or I've been saying a lot, um, if we're trying too hard, we're not trusting. And so same thing there. If we feel like we're trying, and but we're not praying for that specific thing, then we're still just not trusting in him. Well, you you know the song. I don't know if you're, you um this this may be uh, I don't know, but the song that says "Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there," mm-hmm. um, it, it, that is so essential when we're dealing in our marriages. Is to take him take him to the Lord and leave him there. I think a lot of things, a lot of times we're messed up too, because we have um, divorce as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There are some things that are a deal breaker and there are some situations that I would never encourage to stay in. But if there's things that actually can be worked through, then take divorce off the table. Mm-hmm. Right. That we are going to work through this. Because the truth of the matter, no matter who you are with, it's going to be something. Right. It's going to be something right. with each person um, that you're still going to have to work through. And I think a lot of times the enemy will blow things up in our minds that, you know, we're done. I can't do anything else with this. It's over, I, you know, and all of that. And then, you, you know, what are you looking forward to? You know, there, there may be somebody out there that are better in areas. But then now you got to go through a whole other mm-hmm. uh, situation of learning again and, and, and the, all of this. That's when, just the grass is not always greener. I mean, it's it just. absolutely yeah. is not. Mm-hmm. It really is not. And a lot of times it's something that God wants to work out in you. When I have, when I learned to make a covenant with God, that Lord, I'm in it. And I'm going to allow you to work in me what needs to be worked out of me while you work on him. Mm-hmm. And so when I came to that point, things just got so much better because I wasn't trying to change him. I wasn't frustrated when he made mistakes or when he didn't see things my way. <laughs> I wish you could see. see. Marcy, <laughs> I wish you could see our looks back and forth to each other because you are literally <gasps> speaking directly to Steph's broken heart right now because yeah. she's been going through so much and everything you're saying is literally God is speaking through you to, to yeah. Steph right now. It's crazy. Awesome. It's crazy. And <laughs> what's awesome too is like, he's a really good guy. He is standing at the door with flowers. He is doing the grocery shopping. He, you know, it just, 
there was a lot of walls that I put up when my son was born and that I haven't been able to, you know, it's just, it's, it's been really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's understandable. Don't be so hard on yourself. You got to give yourself um, grace too. Yeah. You, you really, really do. And I talk about, um, Sometimes when I'm doing um, the wives boot camp, it's for wives only. That's the name of it. And I talk about the, the the things that happen once we say I do, the roles of mom and business owner or whatever mm -hmm. that we take on after that can kind of obscure the view of what marriage should be. Um, and we do put up these walls and we put up these barriers. And so give. don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself some time to deal with the things, you know, the unfinished business that you have in your own life, mm -hmm. because a lot of times we carry that into our uh, marriages. We do um, something there. <laughs> connected us. Right. And we're in love. But we carry so much into it that had nothing to do with where we are now. Mm -hmm. And that has obscured our view. And so now we can't filter things the way that we need to because we're still carrying all this stuff. And when we do that, we're just too heavy to be fully present the way that we need to be. I, and so a lot of times it's dealing with our stuff. I love how you said, just if you take, if you take divorce off the table, it really changes the entire conversation and the entire scope of like, you know, when you're looking at the situation, if divorce is not on the table, it's a whole different discussion. It's a mm -hmm. whole different, you know, I think when you feel like you have that as an option, mm -hmm. it really makes it difficult to, I don't know, to work things out. I think the problem is there. Yeah. yeah. I think the problem with me, with our situation or with just what we were going through was that I was feeling so guilty for even thinking that maybe I wanted to get divorced. And so then I was like, well, gosh, now I <clears throat> said it or I've talked to Kristen about, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I've said it out loud. I'm, you know, like I, I've said it. And you know, if I didn't tell him, then I'm basically lying. And so I think I carried that around for a really long time. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so I think that was just beating me up. And I think it just, that's where, you know, the adversary came in or like whatever, and just kept like, just, being like every time I would pray there'd be a sign and it's like yeah but not the right sign or you know I, yeah. I don't know well, so what she's trying to articulate is that like she kept asking like God give me a sign give me a sign but I think because divorce was on the table you were seeing the signs that God was giving you as yes you should get divorced yeah. instead of really what he was saying was no you should work this out this yeah. is not a sign not so right. it, it was interesting <laughs> But then it, once it, I, let me just, uh, uh, go ahead. well, just once I said, Hey, I talked to an attorney, you know, mm -hmm. we have to go through mediation, whatever we're proceeding. Then like literally the next day I got that email from church. And then before my son and I were leaving on our trip, I would look over and like see his smile. And I'm like, Oh my God, there he is. Like literally I think I literally just had to say it. I'm like, why didn't I just say that years ago? And then <laughs> like, suddenly you were seeing yeah. him again. I was just seeing him as him and the him that I fell in love with. Remember, I was like, we just, it was so fast. And were we really in love? Mm -hmm. You know, just, I was second guessing everything. And then as soon as I got it out of my mouth, I think I just was living with like the shame of feeling like, gosh, I, sh I shouldn't, 
he he doesn't deserve that either if I'm even thinking of divorce and then just yeah. getting it out of my mouth finally now I feel different I don't know yeah and, and now I'm seeing God in his his yeah version yeah. well so earlier you you did say like did I understand you correctly when you said that when you brought it up after everything you kind of felt bad did you have some kind of shame for bringing up divorce did I understand you right no I feel like I no, was no you did not feel that well <laughs> that is not what I felt okay I mean I felt shit like I felt ashamed of always thinking it or that I was thinking it and he didn't know or I guess I felt like gosh am I living a lie that it's on my mind but I haven't just said it and should we Got just you. And when I talked to the attorney, though, here's the thing is it was like, okay, well, when you file the divorce decree, da, 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 and I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to file the separation. <laughs> right. I just want to go through the year and see what happens. Yeah. So I guess I knew deep down I didn't want to get divorced. I don't know. It just, I felt different and was able to see him as the him I fell in love with, like almost the second that I said it. Right, right. So I'm going to need that wife boot camp too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you, you got, what? sign me up, girl. <laughs> I know. I need to I need to do it where maybe I can um tape it and just kind of you invite some girlfriends over and you can watch it or whatever cuz it's really really good. Um so but, but what I would say um is that moving so we know that the enemy's job mm -hmm. is to the, the Bible says to only kill, steal, and to destroy. Mm -hmm. And so the things that um, we have to fall out of agreement with kill, steal, and to destroy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't, um, it sounds very strong, but sometimes we participate with the breaking down of things without even realizing that that's what we're doing. Yeah. What we also have to keep in mind is that, you know, um, every time we, offer up breakdown language to our husbands out of frustration, the enemy is working on him as well. Mm -hmm. And the, the truth of it is, is that you probably really want your marriage. You just want things to change in your marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we're not careful, we're participating on the wrong side of things because we're frustrated and we don't see change and we don't see the things that we desire to see happen. But to make sure that we are dealing with those things in a way that does not affect him and the children negatively. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I can break it down. So, for instance, when you were going... <laughs> I love you, Marcy. I do, too. <laughs> I'm like, you're all I needed. <laughs> this is actually um, free therapy. <laughs> we should have oh, had called you the first week we were on. No. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would say, girl, look, come out of it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let quickly. me smack you around a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing of it is, is that you, you never know what God has for your future. You never know. Right. And if the enemy can get you to abort the assignment right now, you'll never get to the other side of it to where you can see that, man, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing. Marriage is not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. You got him coming in with all of his family and all of his uh, background and his upbringing. You got you coming in with all your stuff. And all of that is under one roof. And how do we sort this out? Mm -hmm. Where do we go from here when all the real life things start happening? Mm -hmm. And it's rough. It, it is rough. It is hard. Um, 
but you can't get on the wrong side of it. And I, and too often we play on the wrong side. And what I mean by play is we entertain thoughts that we should not entertain. Yep. We don't give each other enough grace mm-hmm. um, and, and understanding. And so we allow it to build. You don't get there overnight. You don't wake up and just say, I've had enough. Yeah. Because you've been entertaining these thoughts all along the way. And now your eyes are open and you're paying attention to all the flaws, mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> and everything. so then it's a buildup. It's a buildup. You're so right. And now here it's you so are true. trying to make a decision and your view is so obscure because you've allowed the enemy to be that little imp on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally like a tap on the shoulder. Look, there you go doing that. Why did he mm-hmm. say that like that? I don't even like the way he does this. I don't even like the way he does that. His, then all of a sudden, the tone of his voice irks you. Oh my gosh. This is just, you are just saying all the right things, Marcy. You have no idea. Oh man, it's just so real life. Oh, oh gosh. yeah. Yes. Well, tell yeah. me, Marcy, tell me a little more about like, has your heart always just been so on fire for God? Cause I just love that about you and I've always and loved it about husband. you. Yeah. And your husband. Yeah. Has your marriage Thank always you. been so strong? You know what? It, it really has. Yeah. It has gone through. Now let me, let me um, make it very clear that a lot of work had to go in to get us to this point. Yeah. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, divorce is not on the table, yeah. but earlier on, I used to say stupid stuff mm-hmm. and I had to learn that um, <laughs> by drawing closer to God for myself mm-hmm. and I began to see him through God's eyes. And there was a time that my heart was so burdened because of the way that I perceived my husband mm-hmm. based on what I thought I wanted or what was uh, in the atmosphere around me watching other people's marriages. And I'm telling you, you have no idea what goes on behind closed doors. I don't care if you're at your friend's house all the time. You have no idea. There's another door and that's the bedroom. You hear me? There's the front door to that home and there's other doors and you don't know everything. And I think a lot of times we base um, our relationships, our marriages on what we see, uh, you know, through other people. But I've been married almost 20 years and I've had to learn how to be honey's wife. And that's something that, um, <laughs> I just I, love it. I just love it. We both need a little honey's wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to learn that. And it's not, it's, it's not always easy. And you know, when we were first married, we were in our early twenties. Now we're in our, yeah, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, girl. So there are different seasons, you know, and sometimes we're not always in the same season. And so learning to adjust with that while keeping his integrity intact. See, it takes a remarkable woman. That's why I say take this time and work on yourself because it takes a remarkable woman to be able to read her husband on a level where he does not have to even open his mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not talking about just in the moment. Oh, Oh, he look hungry. No. <laughs> well, good thing you make dinner. <laughs> I'm talking about being able to feel him on a spiritual level where right. you, he can have a smile on his face and you know by the way his nose is turned on the left side, maybe there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Or because you just 
feel him. And that takes time, that takes skill, but it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. And so when you begin to work on yourself and your relationship with God, your relationship with him becomes so much easier. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it's like our whole mission in mind has always been to empower, 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 and be strong and be the best you can be. And I'm like, but hi. I'm but I, sucking at the mm-hmm. most important thing well, I that I should be I doing. I do think that we, when you're not feeling your best, sometimes you try to like bring your husband down with you instead of like continuing to build him up. I, I yeah. am guilty of that. Like I'll be like, I like, I don't know. It's like I'm bringing him down to my level sometimes and it's wrong yeah. and I know it doesn't even, feel good. Yeah, but even like I've been on this upward journey, you know, right. or he's even said like, I've been in the at the rest stop and she's in the fast lane of personal growth. And I'm like, yeah, but I've been on my own personal growth, not the hour and not growing together. Yeah. So then you have to learn how to be creative with that because Mm -hmm. that can be frustrating. If you are on your uh, kick of being um, like when I'm doing my motivational speaking, it's like, be on fire, be inspired, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe he's not there because I'm trying to figure out how I'm about to do this, this business deal over here. And you just really all on fire (laughs) and I'm not on fire right now, you know? And so you always want your spouse to be on fire with you. Come Mm -hmm. on, babe, let's go. Honey, let me, and he's like, chill, woman. Like (laughs) I've got some stuff I got to figure out over here, but I'm going to give you a secret. It is, if you read in Titus 2, we as women, God has set it up where we are the atmosphere um, changers in the house, in the home. Mm-hmm. So it is our job as women, as wives, to set the atmosphere at home. And sometimes it's going to have to be you to pioneer some change and pioneer some things. Mm-hmm. We And it's okay that he's not on board. I guarantee you, if you do it right, it's going to be so contagious, the whole house will be on it. Mm-hmm. And so even though you, and, and, and so I'll share this with you, um, some a couple of years ago, I was 290 pounds. And if you look at my Facebook pictures, my husband's a big, tall dude. Mm -hmm. And I love all the big tallness. I'm not tripping. (laughs) But um, it was was not okay for me to be 290 pounds. So Mm -hmm. I decided that I need to lose some weight. And I am almost at my 100-pound weight loss mark. That is amazing. (laughs) Yay. Yay. I'm so glad. And, but my husband is not, he don't want none of it. Yeah. He sits next to me and eat all the sugar. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just is like, I'm like, you're going to eat the whole banana? Cause you know, that's like saturated with, you know how many carbs are in a banana, right, honey? The, <laughs> oh right, God. honey? Come on. And he is just as happy uh-huh. and just as, I'm like, baby, how you feel? I feel great. How you feel? I want the whole house to be on this. So, you know, what it does it allows the kids to stand in my face and eat chips like right. can't have none of these. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's so frustrating but here's the thing if I keep going if I don't give up then I'll start seeing the children yeah uh come to me and they're like mom we have a whole separate grocery list because mm-hmm. we've decided that we want to eat healthy that's awesome yeah. But we're putting dad out of business. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> We're on team mom. <laughs> well, and you know what the other thing is, is he's actually always been very supportive of me. But I think that I'm so alpha that it's not, I'm like, 
here's always been me, right? Through all the stuff I've gone through. I'm all, I don't, I don't need you. I'm good. Right. And so I've definitely brought that into our marriage. And then it's probably not his choice that he's been at the rest stop. You know what I mean? Like you emasculated him on fire. Yeah. And yeah. So it's going to take, and you'll get the reward for sure. So it's going to take you to really, really, really um, horn in on your relationship with God and ask God to show you how to humble yourself and accept his role. And be nice. Yeah. It's going to have to do it. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, a lot of times when you're in that mode, there's something underneath that. And, 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 and I'm so glad you brought it up because, honestly, I had that complex when I first got married. I'm the oldest of 11 and a possible. Mm. Yeah. Well. Um, I call the 11th one a possible. Well, half of the 12th possible. <laughs> because that passed before we can get DNA on that one. So. <laughs> with that you know the same attitude Mm -hmm. but it comes from a place of rejection and you might not agree with me right now but when we're done talking spend some time in prayer and some quiet time get you a cup of tea and just sit down and be very quiet Mm -hmm. and allow God to minister to you Mm -hmm. it comes from a place of rejection where um, you feel like this is what you have to be um, because of some hurt some past hurt and something, whether it was from family members, uh, past relationship, whatever. But the root of that is rejection. Mm-hmm. And so when you recognize that, then you what, what God will do is he'll begin to just empty you of all the stuff you cannot use. And you'll begin to look at things in a different way. And I tell women all the time, ask God to give you his eyes. Mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. and ask God to show you yourself the way that he sees you. Mm-hmm. And when you see yourself the way that God sees you, there's no reason for the defense. You will no longer find fault in the things that he does and the way you, you view him. God will change all of that. I'm reminded of the story of the Bible where God touched the blind man and he asked him, he said, what do you see? And he said, I see men as trees. And he touched his eyes again. And he said, what do you see? And he could see clearly. Mm-hmm. A lot of time when we're in our relationships and we're, we're dealing with deep-rooted rejection, bitterness, abandonment, <laughs> and all of those things, mm-hmm. we don't recognize them as that. But that's what's going on at the root level. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing men as trees. We're not seeing them as gifts and blessings from God, mm. even if they don't fit the complete build of what you've always wanted or whatever mm-hmm. the, the reason may be. Yeah. So you're seeing men as trees, but when you get in that quiet place with God and just pour out all the ugly, all mm. the ugly, he can begin to touch your eyes again so you can see clearly. You gave me goosebumps, Mark. I'm Mars. just like... 
Uh, I need the Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Marcy, you mentioned um, motivational speaking. And I, in your little intro that I did, I mentioned my sister's keeper and embracing diversity. Could you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing with those two things? Yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. So embracing diversity, um, I do it for ministry and um, in secular workplace. And so what it is, is a, it's just breaking down walls and barriers that divide us. You mm -hmm. know, it is so ridiculous, so bad that yeah. we are so divided. Yeah. Um, especially, so let's talk about in ministry. Mm -hmm. So you have white church over here, yeah. you have black church over here, mm -hmm. and then you may have a few sprinkles of color. Sure. somewhere mm -hmm. and then they call that oh no we're diverse no you're not stop yeah. it <laughs> we don't do life together that is the other part and so i talk about so there's many um things that i'm invited to speak at or many different things that i do um attend in other churches or other nonprofits or whatever and what I've noticed is so often that I was the only woman there of any skin color. Mm -hmm. And because I'm comfortable in my skin, it'll take me a little while to notice and not be like, my girl, you are the only one here. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, Where y'all at? Like, yeah. Like, why? You know, so the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and was like, you, I want you to bring awareness to this and speak on it. And so I was like, hmm. Because I felt like I, to a white woman, all I would ever be was her black friend. Mm. She would never see me as my friend, this girl that I really like, my sister. Yeah. And so I didn't want to do it. And I was like, God, my mom is married to a white man. My sisters have mixed kids. There's mm. our contribution to make some stuff up. We have done it. Yeah. And the Lord was like, you ain't had nothing to do with none of that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you to go to the mountaintop and shout it to bring change. Mm. And so that is what um, I Am My Sister's Keeper is all about. So I just, I, when I, so I do the leadership workshops on those. I go around to different nonprofits, churches, and businesses and talk about um, embracing diversity and how that is your advantage to do so because people of color, not just the uh, black race, but people of all ethnicities mm -hmm. have so much to offer every environment, every congregation, mm -hmm. every workspace. Yes. Because we all bring something different. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what that's all about. Well, I love that. Too. Yeah. Marcy, I just see you as my friend. I do too. I was like, Steph's I like, would never. Steph's like, oh, she, can she be my friend? <laughs> One of my best friends is, you know, she's married to a white man too. And she's uh -huh. always like, this is my real sister. And I'm like, yes, girl, you're my real sister. She's like, no, but do they realize, you know? And I'm like, but that's also, um, so like one of my pet peeves, I guess I got to also get that word. <laughs> I got to stop with pet peeves, but I know a number of people that, um, I don't know, they'll say something like, well, don't, doesn't your kid to me, they'll be like, doesn't he realize that he's different from a black child or a mixed or whatever? And I'm like, no, yeah. Kids don't Why see would that. He, you know, but it's just, yeah. I'm like, no, he, we're all just, just people. Yeah. We're all the same, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, we so oh go ahead. I'm no, sorry. no, no, you go, Mars. No, I was just gonna say that, you know, it we really just as a people need to be more intentional mm -hmm. 
about following up on what we say we believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. So often when I have table talks or whatever, I don't have anything against anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't see color. Right. And I'm saying that right there. Those are just words. Well, and they're not even good words. I want you to see all my blackness. Because yeah. for you to tell me that you don't see color is oh, true that. omission. Right. Because we're not all the same. Right. But I want to celebrate you. Mm-hmm. I want to celebrate you. And if, if you're white, I want to celebrate you. I want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. I want to um, get to know what your family culture is. What, you know, what do you like? I want to know more about you as a person that contributes to society and not put you in a class. You understand? Yeah. So I just, you know, I teach that. Be more intentional about what we say. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you really don't have a problem with it, then, um, you know, do life together and yeah. don't cut it off when you have your holiday parties at your house and you can't bring your black friends around because oh, <laughs> you're not going to be the everyone's cool at my house. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So just moving on from that, I love that yeah. those, both those things, that's amazing that you're doing that work in mm-hmm. your community and all around. Um, I wanted to ask you, so I asked permission before um, when we were talking earlier, but so your family experienced um, a loss. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Last year. So um, I had followed this, you know, along on your on your Facebook and you were posting a lot about it and please pray and all these things like you lost your infant niece. Mm. And Steph and I talk a lot about like, like Steph can't even watch TV shows where like a child is kidnapped or because it's everyone's biggest fear in life is to lose their child. Like you, you can't think of anything worse than losing a child. And I always wonder like how a person could go on, like, how Mm -hmm. do you get through that? So can you kind of tell me just like how with your deep faith, obviously that's how you got through it, but like you, we believe and we teach that, you know, cry out to Jesus, give it to God, like he will hear your prayers. And then when you don't get the answer you're looking for, can you just kind of talk me through how your family was able to deal with that? Sure. So, um, yeah, last February, we lost the baby. I'm so sorry for your loss. um, Thank you. I, um, it was hard. It was really, really hard because it was so unexpected. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had been praying and I had been believing God. And I had actually um, began on Facebook a 30 days of praying for our children. And it happened during the time that I had launched 30 days of praying for for our children. Wow. And God, so I fasted three days before it happened. Mm -hmm. For some reason, the Lord was like, I want you to fast. Give me three days. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I'm like, now, Jesus, like, I haven't even <laughs> had the last meal. Like, <laughs> I need to, like I'm hungry. Yes, Jesus. Three days. <laughs> and so I did. Wow. And at the end of it, this happened. My mom wow. called me and told me that the baby was gone. And at that time, she wasn't gone, gone. But yeah. that's when it all began. So mm-hmm. we began to pray, 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 pray. And God made a different decision than what we prayed would happen. Mm -hmm. And so the way that um, we were able to make it through it is one thing, if you are already in relationship with God, Mm -hmm. 
you're already in a mode of trusting him. Mm-hmm. You already understand that he has a reason for everything mm-hmm. that he does. Um, a couple, Probably my dad's been gone seven years. And during the time he was ill, it was bad. It was really bad. And he was only 54 wow. at the time. Young. He, when he passed, he was only 55. Um, and I remember fasting. And I asked God, Lord, I just ask that you would heal him. Mm-hmm. We need a miracle. We've heard of these things happening. And it would be so nice to see it now, you know, that you do this. Right. And I heard the voice of God tell me when I came off that fast, he said, I'm going to take him. So I start rebuking the devil. I said, Satan, you a liar in the name of Jesus. That was not what I prayed for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. No, I am not listening to that voice. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But when God took him, the first thing that, one of the first things I said was, he giveth and he taketh away. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So by the time this happened, and then six months, four months after that, my sister was shot in the head by an off-duty police officer mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. I just get this call. Rakia's gone. If you Google Rakia Boyd, the story is all over the world. That was my sister. Mm -hmm. So that was four months after dad had gone. And then two months after that, my godmother just dropped dead. Mm -hmm. Heart attack. Same thing. Middle of the day, get a call. She's gone. So I have learned to trust God through it all. But it was something different with the baby. Yeah, because this is the baby, and my brother had lost his daughter when she was like three months old years ago. Oh my gosh! But this one hit different. This one was it was different because we had been praying yeah. for God to bring her back mm-hmm. off of life support to life. So after shortly after she passed, I had to sit down and pray because I'm like, God, you told me to go live thirty days of praying for our children, mm-hmm. Majesty got sick and she died so how do I come back mm. after that and God just began to deal with my heart and he began to show me mm-hmm. that there were two babies there that day and he decided to only take one not two wow. and then he began to let me know Marcy I know about all of your days yeah I know about each and every one I know the parts that you cannot see. I understand things that you'll never understand. I'm God. And I have a reason for everything that I do. And even though you may not understand it, you can't see it, trust that I have made the best decision Mm. for this situation. Wow. And then I just began to think, this world is a crazy place. Mm -hmm. And the things that are happening all around us, mm-hmm. we never know what in the world is going on from day to day. Yeah. And that majesty is safe in the arms of mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. away from all hurt, harm, and all danger. Harm. Yeah. And God said, and I'll take care of you. Wow. I'm going to take care of her mother. Mm. I'm going to restore her. And everything mm-hmm. is going to be okay. And God let me know. He said, I looked at everything. This is the Lord let me know. He said, I looked at everything involved. He said, I considered everything, every circumstance. I considered what was in her future. I considered everything. Mm -hmm. 
and then I made my decision. Wow. So if you are already not in a mode of trusting God, then when things like that happen, mm-hmm. it'll kill you, devastate you, mm-hmm. and mess you completely up. And that's why I, I say so often, hope thou in God. Mm-hmm. But make it an everyday thing, yeah. an everyday thing. Not just when crisis happens, not just when mm-hmm. things come up, yeah. and all of a sudden we want to just be so sanctified and holy. Yeah. But if we are walking in that each and every day, then it makes it easier to trust this all-wise providence. Wow. I said something about when you're a believer, um, about when my grandfather passed. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole entire family was gathered around him at hospice and, you know, because of that, because of our faith, we were singing songs with him and watching him die. And then even at the funeral, it was a celebration of life, you know, and, and just knowing the difference of being at a celebration of life versus... Because you knew where he was going. Right. Yeah. Because of your faith. Like it was such a good It's just such a thing. It's just like... Marcy, you articulated it so well, but like, it's the baby, mm-hmm. you know, like it's know. just so hard to wrap your, you know, mind around, but you just told it beautifully. And yeah. I appreciate that so much. I know that's not a, you know, a fun subject, but I mean, I truly, I feel like everybody just, I don't know. It's that unknown, like how mm-hmm. you would get through that, but that's beautiful what you said. And I appreciate you sharing that with me, with For us, sure. with all of us. Thank you. Um, no um, So to switch gears again, Marcy, um, can you, how can people reach you, find you? How can people get a hold of you and follow along with your journey? Because you know I'm going to be calling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, take my number. You can call anytime, anytime at all. And so I am on Facebook and it's Marcy R. Roundtree on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And then MarcyRoundtree.com. That will be up really, really soon. Awesome. Um, And so, yeah, I'm excited about it. And so then that'll be um, ways that you can follow me. I love it. Marcy, you are just a a light. A gift. Yeah, you are amazing. (laughs) And I'm so thankful you were here with us today. And I told you it's been on my heart since I started this podcast to have you on. Every time you pop up on, you know, my feet, I'm like, I got to get Marcy on here. Uh, so, so thank you so, so the much. The timing though, too. Yeah. Like you spoke, that, you spoke right to Steph's it heart. Was, it's amazing. God, God like God is so you. present in this whole podcast. Yeah. And, but I just, <laughs> I really wish you could have seen. Yeah. Our faces the whole we, time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and wow. I just had to tell you really quickly uh-huh. So guess what we're studying in my mentorship at church? What? Titus too. Get out! <laughs> really? uh, oh my! All the feels. Awesome. So hey, you you ladies will have to have me come out out that way and um, do some teaching. I love to do it. Marcy, I, love, I would love, love, love it. To do it. I would love it. I'm gonna be home in June, and I think you and I and Sue should get together and I don't know, have a cup of coffee or. Do something. I haven't seen you in a long time. All right. I love that so much. All right. We'll make it happen. Well, thank you so, so much for your time, Marcy. Marcy. You're amazing. All right. Talk soon. Oh, Marcy is the best. What are you doing? (laughs) We're not done. (laughs) Why are you stopping shit? I was just going to cry or something. (laughs) Cry without pushing buttons because (laughs) Joe's not here. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
Sometimes I forgot we had stuff to still talk about. Yes. Oh my gosh. My yeah. gosh. Marcy just I mean, literally, God just spoke right through Marcy into your heart. Yeah. Right? I mean, we just, our eyes were just so <laughs> wide open that whole time. I mean, it was incredible. She's Unreal. amazing. No wonder I couldn't get her off my mind. So, I don't even know what to say. So, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I should Speechless. laugh or cry or. <laughs> Clearly, I just wanted to stop. <laughs> She's going to just stop. Like, <laughs> mic drop. I'm out of here. Mic drop, It's Marcy. over. Oh, wow. All right, so our May challenge activators, thank God, get back on social media, scroll <laughs> away, um, is actually The Love Dare. Mm-hmm. So The Love Dare is a book. It was featured in um, a 2008 film called Fireproof. So it's sort of a cheesy Christian movie. I need but to watch Rewatch it. it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, I, Kirk Cameron's in it. And um, it's just, so The Love Dare is a 40-day challenge for husbands and wives to understand and practice unconditional love. So whether your marriage is hanging by a thread or healthy and strong, it can help. Mm -hmm. So um, Steph and I started just yesterday, but we're not telling our husbands. So Mm -hmm. we're just like going to do the, you know, each day. So each day is a devotion, uh, starts with a scripture. (laughs) What is so funny about a devotion? (laughs) It's not the devotion that's funny. (laughs) But anyway, just really quickly, have you tried to do it before? Yeah, like I got to day two. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we were going to do this in like February. Right. And I couldn't then. Steph was just in too bad of a place. Like you couldn't just wrap your mind around it. But um, so it's a devotion. It starts with a scripture, a statement of principle, and then the day's day's dare, sorry, Mm -hmm. and then a journaling prompt. So you can kind of write like, like. It was really hard for me to be nice today or like this specific thing happened or this is the reason I failed or this is how good this went. Like yeah. I did this and then this happened. Yeah. Um, so it's the love dare. Um, who wrote it? Kendrick. Last name is Kendrick. Um, you can get it on Amazon or you can just look it up. Like mm-hmm. you can it's on. We're going to actually post something. Yep. And there's work. So it will it will book. be posted on the first um, yeah, there's workbook. There's lots of things there. It's been translated mm-hmm. in a million different languages. It's been around for a long time, but so Steph and I are on day two. Uh, <laughs> we're saying nothing negative to our spouse today and we're doing one unexpected gesture or act of kindness. Did you do yours yet? I sure did. First Ooh, thing this morning. Get it girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best um, gesture. Yeah. It is the best gesture. Two days in a row? (laughs) No, never happened yesterday. No kindness yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love it. Oh, it was his birthday. I gave him a present, but it was a different present. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we want you guys to join us on the Love Dare. I'm not going to fail as hard as I did on the social media detox. Um, I think I got this one in the bag. Yeah. I can do this. In the bag. In the bag. Um, But but for real, whether you're... Well, after that, how could you not? Oh, my gosh. I mean, come on. You guys got to give some love to Marcy. We are so mean. Um, Give her some love on Facebook. And just she is I'm going to do all of her things. She is. Steph took a lot of notes. I'm going to do the wife thing and the. It's just she's 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 I love her. So I met Marcy when I was in school for aesthetics. So we went to aesthetic school together and she was just I just loved her. I always loved Marcy. She's just the best. Um, and we've just kind of kept in contact through social media for all these years. And I've watched as she just has just made such a difference. And, 
you know, she has spoke to my heart so many times when I'm going through something and she doesn't even know it, you know, she's just putting it out there and it's speaking right to Mm -hmm. me. And she'll often put like, like just last night, it said at prayer service, does anybody need prayers? And Mm -hmm. then you just put it and she prays and she's done it for me so many times. Like I just, yeah, she's the best thing. So 30 day challenge of praying for husbands and the wives boot camp. Yeah. We'll do let, it. let yeah. you guys know when that happens because right. I'm for sure. Hopefully she can do it. Yeah, <laughs> she can do it remotely and we can follow yeah. along. Yeah. Um, so anyway, May Challenge is the love dare. Um, did I write anything else down? I don't. I think that's kind of everything. Yeah. I like it. That I'm excited. That was unreal. awesome. Free therapy. Yeah. Free but therapy I feel like Marcy. this happens like every. It does. God. Is God winks. Awesome. That was a more than a wink. That was yeah. a. I was like a, here's the sign. (laughs) (laughs) All those other things. (laughs) Wouldn't it be terrible if none of this recorded? Oh, God. We're going to have to call Joe. Could you check it now? Joe. All right. So, guys. um, We love you. Thank you. We love you. Okay. So, listen. Steph and I are, I had to just get back to this real quick. (laughs) We need more people to listen to this podcast. (laughs) We're doing good, We're but doing we want to be good. doing great. Yeah. God wants this to be. Yeah. Do it for God. Shared. Um, yeah. Especially this episode. Come on. If you're going to mm-hmm. share one, I bet a lot of people can use this. Yeah. And, you know, you're not alone in what you're going through. And yeah. Marcy's message is just for everybody. It's incredible. So share, like, comment, subscribe. interact with us, subscribe, send us a message, tell all your friends. And we love you. We love you. Later. Hey, Activators. If you found value or were simply entertained by two Jesus-loving moms who cuss a little, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, follow us on at ActivatePod on Instagram and Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to tell all your friends. See you Monday. See you Monday.